This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Now then, if you're an MS action taker, I want to keep in touch with you. So can you sign up to hear about my future MS action takers activities? The link to sign up is in the show notes. Hi, thanks for tuning in. And today I'm really excited to be talking with Guy Blomfield and Amy Cullen. Guy is a practitioner of NIS, Neurological Integration System Treatment. And Amy is one of his clients or patients. I'll let you sort of, Guy, when you come on mic, I'll let you explain and introduce appropriately. But I'm really pleased to be finding out about this novel intervention that can help MS. So, Guy, it's really great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Bron, it's, uh, it's a privilege. I'm, I'm truly, truly grateful to be uh, part of uh, your podcast. And um, I look forward to sharing our discussion along with, with Amy, um, who I've known for a number of years. And um, yes, and I'll explain more about myself uh, just shortly, if I may. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hi, Bron. Nice to be speaking to you. Yeah, at last, because we've chatted on <laughs> Facebook groups, I think, and um, we have, we have. various electronic devices, but we've never actually spoken in person, have we? No, so, that's correct. Yeah. So, and how, how long have you known Guy for? Uh, probably just over three years when I first rocked up at uh, his clinic in a bit of a panic and desperate need. Um, so yeah which was just an amazing find really in my ms journey brilliant so what we'll do is we'll start off and we'll just find out a little bit more about guy and the treatments and where you find out about it etc etc over to you guy thank you very much indeed bron um well my background is I was a registered chiropractor um, for many years. I trained at the Anglo-European College of Chiropractic and graduated from there in 1993. Um, and all my postgraduate training seemed to involve kinesiology. So basically using a, a reflexive muscle test to ascertain whether systems are working or not working. And back in 2002, there was an announcement for a new course called Neuralink, developed by an osteopath in Auckland, New Zealand, Dr. Alan Phillips, whose mission really has, has been to see how can we get the brain to solve the health problem? What is it the brain is missing in terms of incoming information, sensory information? And he went on to develop a means of asking brain a series of questions through the kinesiological muscle test to ascertain whether circuits are working or not working. And each year since that first initial European seminar, I've been going to everyone since um, because it's just a fascinating and absorbing approach, a very logical approach to me. And the whole idea when somebody comes to me is to ascertain through a conventional initial consultation uh, to ascertain what their issues are and then to see where the common link is within the brain. Now, NIS is 
so a patient will come in we have the discussion then we go through a physical examination which would use many conventional neurological approaches and orthopedic tests and so forth just to see where there's perhaps limited ranges of movement or they have an issue say with um, uh, a hearing issue or a balance issue uh, they have a digestive issue they have an anxiety issue and so the muscle testing can go through and ask the brain an issue about pathology or immunology um, and looking at uh, areas of coordination and physical function and when the brain doesn't understand something then it'll tell us through the muscle test that we'll get a weak response that indicates to me right i need to con hold various light contacts on the body and then integrate those uh, the particular area of the head effectively the brain um, which then gives the brain the information it needs to switch that circuit back on and i always think a useful analogy to because it's obviously a complex subject is to try and think in terms of we're going through life we experience various events and sometimes we overload different systems we effectively blow fuses and therefore a system isn't broken but it's lying there dormant waiting to be switched on and that's what nis focuses on is switching on these dormant circuits to ultimately restore function in most most cases okay i can't say we're dealing with a particular label but we're dealing with the the whole person and trying to get all systems working in a very orchestrated way. Mm. So can I just ask a question, Guy? Of course, you were yes, please about do, yes. To switch on a dormant um, circuit, does that yep. include um, thinking about MS, a damaged circuit as well? I, I think my experience of treating the few people I've treated with MS is that everybody has potential for some degree of restoration of function. and I recall somebody who I've treated for 10 to 15 years. Um, Claire is in her mid-50s, a mother of two. She had MS for many years. And she just, she made the remark. She said, you just make me feel much more comfortable. Now, Claire still walks out with an awkward gait, but she just feels so much more relaxed. Mm -hmm. So it's not about trying, I'm not suggesting we're trying to, uh, heal the MS repair that we're just trying to make help that person it may be doing something in that respect but I don't I don't know that for a fact at all but mm. I know that the person is more comfortable as a result of re reducing their anxiety levels um, restoring some degree of motor function so their gait pattern is more symmetrical not perfect but it's easier to move around basically mm. so th those are the sort of things we're trying to just you know, even if it's 10% improvement, that's great. But in many people get a lot more and people come with a whole range of different systems. So from an MS perspective, it's just about trying to make help that person to feel more comfortable and gain as much as is possible with that individual. It will be different to the next person suffering with the same problem. So and it depends on the long standing nature of their problem as well, of course. Um, I know you've had this for 20 odd years. And, um, you know, it's it's been, uh, you know, you've come up against lots of struggles. And I know that NIS would be able to help restore, you know, take some of the edge or the tension out of your life by allowing the vagus nerve, which is all, is the primary function of the parasympathetic nervous system. The nervous system is split really automatically, the autonomic nervous system, into the sympathetic side, which is the fight or flight, and then the parasympathetic side, which is rest and digest. And it's about, most of us get stuck in, the fight flight side of life and that's for emergencies only we shouldn't be living it and the idea is to mm. try, bring people back into the repair 
calmer side of life so that their body can function more naturally and with greater ease. So that, that's, that, that's the approach. It's not, it's not label-led. It's about seeing where the systems in an individual are, you know, waiting to be switched on or, rest- mm. you know, to restore function. If that sounds, sorry to be long-winded about that, but hopefully that gives you a... No, no, that, that does explain it. And it's just the fact how you are identifying. So you're yeah. te- doing the muscle tests. Yep. And presumably also... A, is there some physical exam as well that you're... Yeah, yeah, you go, yeah. we go through the um, initial examination and we look to see if somebody's balance is out on one side, so we get them to stand on one leg. And if their balance is good, then we'll challenge that a little bit, make it a bit more difficult. Uh, we'll be looking to see, in particular, a very useful indicator. And this crops up with every single person hasn't, who hasn't been integrated with NIS, but one side of their body will be weaker than the other. And very often, in my experience, the dominant side of the body is actually the weaker side. And that um, causes quite a few funny expressions because people say, well, surely my dominant side should be my stronger side. But unwittingly and behind the scenes with various daily events and stresses, the communication between left and right brain is, has, rather than being 50-50, it's switched to 60-40. So you have this imbalance. And so we assess that in the initial examination. And when mm. it comes to um, using the muscle testing from the kinesiology point of view, I will touch various points on the head and the muscle test or the body. So we use acupuncture points, no needles um, on the wrist or the tongue on the roof of the mouth, which refers to the hypothalamus, which is the conductor of your orchestra, your physiological orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see combinations of these points to see what the response is from that muscle test and if it goes weak it indicates to me right there's a circuit that needs to be switched on and I have another series of contacts to make and then I integrate that by literally touching or tapping two points on either side of the head above the ears which is the postcentral gyrus and that is the area that collects sensory information and there's an interesting point that if you think of life as being what we're doing constantly in life is really assessing our environment through our sensory system, making sense of what's around us quite literally mass, a massive data by the split second, and then hopefully getting an appropriate motor response from that. But if we've overloaded systems, some of those, some of the collection points, some of the interpretation is going to be a bit fuzzy. So people who have a, um, a thalamus, your sensory interpreter, which is, not functioning to par then you might find yourself saying can you turn the music down i'm trying to concentrate while i'm reading this document or somebody whose children in school for example they're easily distracted because their thalamus can't multi-sense simultaneously and so it's about enabling the thalamus the sensory interpreter to actually function nearer to its optimum and we can do that by bringing a series of points together through light touch on the body and the head and, and then integrating that and immediately the muscle test then changes to a strong response indicating the brain understands that information so it can take control of that circuit again it's just okay. fascinating yeah and it's <laughs> it's continually fascinating i'm yeah very privileged to do yeah, what i do always and, um, always yes, i yeah. would imagine lots yeah. of sort of new learning constantly yes. yeah. um, indeed indeed the vagus nerve is something that does particularly interest me um mm. i hear lots and lots of talk about the vagus nerve and mm. your um, digestion and all the rest of it. And is yep. the vagus nerve sort of 
at the centre of all of these other functions. I know you touched on it lightly and you said, mm. then you said about the fight or flight yep. or the more relaxed, sort of yep. relaxing state. So if you're, is the vagus nerve a big, a big feature in this treatment then? Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's one of, you have to have quite a number of systems working simultaneously for normal function, whatever normal is by anybody's personal definition. Um, the vagus nerve is critical for you to recover, to repair, to be able to digest and effectively absorb nutrients from whatever you're eating. If, you're, if you have a shock and you therefore go into a, a stress state, a fight flight state, that's for survival purposes. Digestion becomes secondary. And every, you know, half, at least half, if not three quarters of the people I see each day, the vagus nerve crops up along with the hypothalamus, which is really governing the balance between fight or flight or rest and digest. So mm. the vagus nerve is critical to helping somebody. If somebody's anxious, their vagus nerve is not firing appropriately. They need to have that vagus nerve switched back on to be able to get into that calmer state, that less anxious state. And therefore, in turn, uh, allow their abdomen to relax and they can breathe more easily. Um, and obviously their digestive system works more appropriately. So the vagus nerve really is super, it is crucial to normality. I hope I've covered, giving you an You've overview covered. of what we do. Yeah, um, hugely. I could go into a lot more detail, but I don't want to, I hope people, your audience will get the essence of what I'm trying to say without, and I stress without making claims. It's very yeah. much about dealing with that individual in front of you switching on those circuits and then we see what happens and thankfully people don't need a lot of treatment with this work you know um you know you switch on and i i am always hoping uh we're getting tens of percent improvement you know for some people they get radical improvements and it's um quite extraordinary sometimes the unexpected really does happen but but certainly not in all cases and other people depending on the chronicity in other words the long-term nature of their problems you know, they may take their improvement curve is going to be a shallower improvement, but they do gain. Everybody gains, but to varying degrees, that's the way to look at it. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so do the, how long do these gains typically last? That's, that's an interesting point. People often say to me, is, is this going to last? Is this going to hold? And I say, well, you know, frankly, I don't know what's going to happen when you walk through that door as you leave the practice. You know, you could, we have one of the practices at work in this little alleyway that comes down out onto the high street. If you stepped out of there and you saw somebody that you hadn't seen for a long time, what a joyous moment. Or you saw somebody that you'd rather not see. Your physiology is changing as you assess your environment. Your physiology is changing by the split second. So what we're doing with NIS is giving you capacity to cope with those potential changes. We're giving you more tolerance. If somebody's firmly stuck in fight or flight, they have minimal tolerance to take on another event and mm. their spiral is downwards. And it's trying to, I noticed from listening to your earlier podcast about yourself, um, Bron, that, you know, you were very career driven, you know, you were going to be successful come what may. And I've uh, met many people over the years where, you know, that is pushing the boundaries unwittingly or pushing the boundaries. Um, uh, and inevitably there's going to be a give somewhere. You go beyond your tolerance and, this is basically what's happening in life. We don't really realize we're getting there until we've got there. You know, we don't recognize mm. stiffness as being a problem, but stiffness is an indicator of dysfunction to a degree. Ultimately pain and symptoms uh, give us the, the clear indication, but 
there's some sort of pre-symptomatic things that we perhaps could take that greater note of you know and are we taking on too much so it can last for as long as you're able to not overload your system um people come back to me every few months you know they, they want to just keep ahead um and some people need something a bit more frequent but generally speaking it's it, horses of course is quite literally mm. um yeah yeah and about taking a little bit of a look at your your own predicament and circumstances and um if i can bring amy in at this point um and maybe amy if you could tell us just start with probably going to start a bit back to front um but has the nis triggered the changes that you've made in your life i.e you've been given a tool that can work and then based on that you've gone on and made the other changes or did you come to nis because you were looking for the alternative ways to get some gains in your life does that make sense it does and i think if i'm really honest it's probably a little bit of both i was um very fortunate to be surrounded by people who are very keen for me to look at alternatives and try and make the best of a pretty awful situation at the time. That's how I discovered Guy and NIS. But now three years on and knowing what NIS does for me has given me back the confidence to pursue other areas of my life that three years ago I thought I'd never be able to do. And I sort of go through life feeling a little bit secure that guy is just down the road <laughs> and if i'm at crisis i can just uh, send him an email or ring him up and you know he has had text messages from me at half past seven in the morning saying oh crikey it's not good when can you see me um but when i first saw guy i think i was it, i was seeing him every two weeks and at one point he said to me we're going to leave it now for maybe a month and i felt completely panic stricken and he said, Amy, you can do this. You don't need to see me this often. And he was absolutely right. And now I see Guy kind of as and when, but I'm aware that probably once every two months would be a really, really good thing for me. So I'm not getting to that point. But I'm also in a position where three years on, I'm quite good at acknowledging the things that are pushing me over the edge and reacting to that quicker and therefore not needing so much to get me back on track again. So it's really built my confidence back up. And I think the majority of people that have been diagnosed with MS go through this phase of losing self-confidence, self-worth, self-esteem, all of those things. And, you know, what next? What am I going to do next with my life? So for me, I was planning now, this point in my life, to kickstart my career again when my youngest daughter started secondary school and I've spent the last three years coming to terms with the fact that I wasn't going to have this all singing or dancing career that I'd left behind to have children and have recently realized that that doesn't have to be the case I'm fully equipped with all the skills and the support that I need to actually not just give in I'm not prepared to give in and I can pursue my career and my dreams and all those lovely things that I thought I'd lost because of the things that I'm doing to keep myself healthy and pretty much symptom free. Mm. 
So was three years ago your diagnosis point? Yes, three years ago this November. I had had, obviously, like the majority of people, problems leading up to the actual initial diagnosis. But I saw Guy before my diagnosis. Um, So I had my first major relapse in January 2017. Um, But I can look back a couple of years before that and realise that things weren't quite right and I think I saw Guy in about the June and I'd gone to see him as a thinking I was going to see a chiropractor he was still practicing chiropractic then but was also doing the NIS and I'd gone to see him about atlas orthogonal which is a completely different topic altogether and to speak to him about it and we started the NIS and at that point I was in another relapse Uh, which was very much cognitive and I thought I was going mad I was struggling with speech I couldn't add up 50 and 20 and was in a real panic actually and that was six months after my first major relapse and I went to see Guy and spoke with him about everything had some NIS treatment went back a couple of weeks later and he brought me out of this relapse. I say he brought me out of this relapse without a doubt. And I was then, in my first maybe year and a half, I was relapsing every three to four months. Something different, something um, not necessarily extreme, but it was a relapse. And Guy would be, uh, you know, my first port of call when I'd realised I was in crisis mode. And every time when I've seen Guy at that point early on, my recovery from the relapse has been swift and I've had very little sort of aftermaths. There's not really been many symptoms that have stayed with me, which has been absolutely awesome. And so now I'm relapse free and doing loads and loads of things, not just NIS, but diet and just self care, Bron, you know, we have to self care and particularly as career minded people or parents quite often, ourselves are the last things to consider everybody takes their little piece of us don't they and then Mm -hmm. we're left in a bit of a crumpled mess (laughs) on the floor really and I've I've had to be selfish and that's quite a difficult thing to come to terms with is that actually you need to be selfish about what you need to keep yourself well or to get better and for me that means that I say no. I was never any good at saying no to things. And I was um, always, always overloaded. And probably everybody used to say, I'm going to ask Amy because Amy does, Amy helps with everything. I bet you were that person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very, very good at saying, actually, this is about me. And, And Guy has enabled me to be well enough alongside other things that I'm doing to actually live a better life than the one that I was living pre three years ago. I'm doing things for me that don't impact family life or the things that are also important. So I've taken up a hobby and I um, invest in that. I think we all need the things that are for us that aren't just about healing from MS. It's got to be more to life than investing 100% of your time as a parent or a wife or a partner or a career or healing from MS. You've got to have something that is 
just for you that keeps you going going and gives you that reason to get up in the mornings and and be a great person um so that's the sorts of things that i'm doing brilliant absolutely girl after my own heart with all of that <laughs> so um so amy can you explain a little bit about uh, the nis experience so you rock up to guys clinic and maybe can you just talk us through what happens? I just think it would be really good for people listening to get a picture of a treatment. Yeah, sure. So like Guy said with the um, what he was saying about when you turn up and you have this assessment and um, the first thing Guy usually does is ask me how I am. And it's really important to be completely honest because Guy can't... Um, he needs a full picture. I think anybody that's treating you needs a full picture. So I'm usually pretty honest with him. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. That's awful. Um, coupled with the good things. And um, Guy will do a sort of assessment with me standing up. Well, he'll just look at my posture. Um, he might ask me to walk a bit and he'll look at my gait. And then I will lie on the couch the treatment couch and put my arm in the air so I'm lying on my back with my arm in the air and he will tap really gently it's so non-invasive and that and I love that about it and he'll just touch various points usually on my head maybe on my torso and then ask me to hold my arm strong and he'll try and push it down and if my arm falls, then he knows that there's a problem as he was explaining. And mm. to be honest, I feel so relaxed and comfortable whilst I'm there that I don't tend to ask too many questions like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> and what's going on there? Because I completely trust what he's doing. And it blows my mind every time I have treatment because when my arm he pushes my arm and it falls down to the bed or it you know drops down gently whatever there's no strength there and how how can i not hold my arm in the air this is utterly ridiculous and then he might do a couple of taps at various points on my head or maybe even just on my torso and he'll ask me to hold my arm strong again and my arm is strong and i don't get it particularly <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> what's going um, on in my body <laughs> yeah. absolutely and i and i love the fact that i don't get it it's one less thing to have to take on i don't need to control that um but i have this full trust because i've experienced the end results having left guy and um so he'll do all these things and he'll talk about what he's doing Possibly if I want to, I'm quite happy for him to just get on with it. He'll tell me a bit about the things that he's found, particularly in the early days. Now, sort of three years on, it's more just, yeah, just treat me, guys. <laughs> you know, send me away happy. That's just it, get yeah. on with it. It's fine. <laughs> um, and afterwards, he'll um, ask me to stand up and walk around, ask me how I feel. There's always the opportunity to speak to him the next day or a few days later if I'm not feeling right, but I've never found that. What I do find from my treatments is that I leave Guy feeling 
absolutely shattered (laughs) and uh just i try and make sure that the rest of my day or at least a couple of hours of my day isn't all about coming home and running around so i don't have treatment where i've got half an hour between getting home and the children coming home from school things like that so i try and plan it a little so that i've got some downtime and i try and make sure that i'm able to get an early night as well and just self-care because like Guy said he can't control what happens when we step out of his clinic and neither can we but we can control how we deal with situations and Mm. we can control what we take on so I'm usually usually shattered and the only way I can kind of describe it is somebody might go to the gym and do a really really heavy workout and the next day wake up feeling terrible and achy and you know can't stand Mm. up properly and things like that whereas with the treatment that I have I use usually feel really shattered straight after but the next day it's like boom I'm back in the room and not only am I back in the room but I'm firing on all four cylinders and that to me is NIS I've gone in wow you know, not functioning. And it can be as simple as I can't grasp tasks. You know, we can talk about cognitive function to people who don't suffer with cognitive problems. And they, I don't ever feel like they really get it. But mm. if you talk to an MSer about brain fog and cognitive functions, they do, you don't have to explain it. They just get it. Mm. And I can be in a situation where I can't, I don't feel like I'm grasping things or I'm working really hard to stay on track with a conversation. And it's like, gosh, what is going on? Why can't I just focus? And after NIS, there is no stopping me, Bron. It is just boom, 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 let's get this done, let's just, but within a very controlled, looking after myself sense about it all. And it's the most incredible experience, to be perfectly honest. And I think that anybody who is thinking about having NIS, I would advise just do it. You have got absolutely nothing to lose. There are zero negative side effects from NIS. It is non-invasive, non-intrusive. And, you know, whatever your practitioner charges you is all you've got to potentially lose Mm. if it's not for you. But what you've got to gain is your life back to some degree. Mm. Mm. And that to me is priceless. And I'm also really lucky that I have a practitioner who I trust guy's got a great aura about him he's very very knowledgeable he's the national trainer for NIS practitioners as well so you know he's just awesome (laughs) and I'm extremely extremely privileged and and lucky to have him as my practitioner how do we find a practitioner (laughs) if I may interject there Bron Mm. unfortunately there are only a few of us who are trained in the UK um you can look at, um, whilst I'm based on the south coast in Limington, Hampshire, in the New Forest. Um, I love it there. Thank you, yeah. yeah it's, it, is, it is great, it's great. Um, uh, there are a few of us, it's, it's open 
the training is open to it's a postgraduate training program mm -hmm. and it's open to people with a healthcare degree um to come along to do the weekend trainings um and, and there are a few of us who have they been able to take this into practice in other words i'm saying i've met many people over the years you know chiropractic osteopathic colleagues medical colleagues uh, one or two dental, some other disciplines as well, homeopathy, I think. Um, so who've come along, but the translation from what they might do conventionally in practice to be doing NIS is quite a big leap. And unless they're really conversant with the kinesiology, um, it's quite difficult to say, to them, I'm not going to manipulate your neck today. I'm going to use this other process, and um, uh, which is even more gentle, but um, in, my, in my view, um, much more effective. So there aren't that many of us who, who have stuck at it. But there's a few of us dotted around the country, but we need far more practitioners. And I would urge mm. anybody who's interested to look at, firstly, at neurolinkglobal.com, which is the main website in New Zealand. From there, they can get an idea about NIS. Um, so practitioners can look there, as well as, obviously, uh, people who are interested in seeking an NIS practitioner. So that's the main source of information. And if anybody wants to get in touch with me directly, um, they can find me at the naturalhealthhub.co.uk. That's based in Livington. And they can leave a message there and I can always get back to them on that. What an interesting topic we've had. Um, and to have been able to talk to a practitioner and a client, we never talked about how you refer to people, Guy, sorry. Um, but being able to talk to Guy and Amy, I think is such an absolute coup for NIS and for people with MS. So we just need to find people to train. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, yes, that, thank you, Bron. That's been, um, yeah, Amy is Amy's amazing. And um, I've been very fortunate to be in a position to help her. And um, as you heard, she's, she sings NIS praises. So um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's tremendous, yeah. It's really good. Now then, both of you, as you might have been told before we got together, when we get to the end of the show, there's two questions. Where would you want to be in the world if you could be anywhere? And what would you be drinking? So have you had a chance to think about your answers? Guy? Amy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would be um, probably sitting on the beach um, as a particular bay on an island in southern Greece that I have a great passion for. It's a beautiful, quiet area. It's not typical holiday Greece, very much locals. And uh, yes, they rely on tourists, but it's a very short tourist season. But it's just a lovely, lovely, calm, calm setting. And I'd pr probably be having one of their local beers. Fabulous. Mm. I love Greek islands. If only mm. we could get back there. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed, yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, an amazing place. And uh, just to watch the sunset go down there, with the with the views around it is uh, mesmeric lovely and how about you amy where would you be well on the basis that two days ago i had some nis treatment <laughs> 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 i would be on stage with my band in a big venue playing my saxophone with everybody dancing and having a great time and if i was on stage i before i go on stage i have to have just one shot of whiskey just for the nerves <laughs> so that's what i'd be drinking and that's what i'd be doing you'd be playing to an audience of many yeah yeah can i change my Brilliant. mind i'm gonna i'm gonna be in the audience <laughs> <laughs>
Great. Thank you ever so much, both of you, for joining me. Now then, if you're an MS action taker, I want to keep in touch with you. So can you sign up to hear about my future MS action takers activities? The link to sign up is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to The MS Show podcast.